0: audio podcast network hi welcome to the growth mindset gal podcast with your host me ali brook In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, Growth Mindset gang. And today is, I believe the 11th this is coming out. I am currently in upstate New York with Nate and his family. We are hanging out on the cabin on a lake, probably feeling real good vibes right now. I hope you guys are feeling good vibes as well. I hope for my teachers out there that you are enjoying your summer and reconnecting to you. That is going to be my goal for this summer. And if any of you are just off for the week or on vacation, always remember to connect with yourself. That's gonna be the most, well it is, the most important relationship you will have in this lifetime. And so I am so excited to share with you guys that today we have the wonderful guest, Zoe Whitehead. She's from the UK. She is a light worker coach. And we are going to be discussing all topics revolving around raising your vibrations, using light work for clarity of the mind, shifting your perspective and just being in control of your energy and setting up boundaries to do so and finding the beautiful balance between both your masculine and feminine energy. We also talk about the importance of spending time with yourself, and that way we can reconnect to our divine feminine and our intuition. And we had an amazing conversation. I could have talked I could have and That's not a word. I could have spoken to Zoe for like three more hours. She is such a beautiful soul. She is so sweet and caring and just so easy to talk to, which makes sense. She is a light worker. We also talk about empaths and their service to the world and figuring out if you're an empath or not and how to, again, protect your energy as an empath because that can be super overwhelming. And when you have overwhelming energy that can really cloud your judgment and your mindset, you guys are in for a beautiful, useful, and wonderful conversation. And again, I am so excited to be bringing on guests for you guys. There is more guests lining up and I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes and finding them useful. So thank you guys again so, so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. It really just makes such a beautiful moment and motivation too. When I sit down with me in the mic or I hop on a Zoom call with a wonderful guest, it's so nice to see that the content that I'm putting out there for you guys, you're really enjoying it. You're finding it really useful. So again, I am so, so grateful for the Growth Mindset Gang. I love you guys. You are an amazing community and we just keep growing and growing. And that just makes me super excited and just in such a sense of peace and looking forward to what this podcast community is going to become so thank you guys again so much for listening and let me know if you enjoyed this episode and here without further ado is zoe whitehead i hope you guys enjoy Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I have an amazing guest with us today. I have Miss Zoe, and she is going to have an amazing conversation with you guys about light work, feminine energy, combating comparison, and really connecting with our most authentic self. So without any further ado, Zoe, would you like to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset gang?
1: hi ellie i'm really really pleased to be here thank you so much so my name is zoe whitehead i'm the founder of lunar lightworker and my mission my light purpose is to support empathic lightworkers so light lightworkers mm-hmm. to really step into their energy elevate their energy and raise their vibration and we do this primarily by aligning to the lunar cycles and earth and cosmic cycles.
0: I love that. And I know you're heavily into light work, but, Mm -hmm. um, my growth mindset gang, um, they're not really too familiar with that just yet. So do you want to kind of introduce them? What is light work and what do you do with it?
1: Sure. So, um, I guess have you guys heard of MPAS? I'm I'm Mm -hmm. sure you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say all all light workers are empaths and I can't say that for sure but but I have a good idea that they are so obviously empaths are HSPs highly sensitive people mm-hmm. and we're super super sensitive to energy we pick up on other people's energy and we can go into a room a place and really sense what's going on we read energy you know we have amazing gifts that come with their challenges Mm -hmm. and for me light work and how I understand it and interpret it is an extension of that so people that start to really utilize their gifts or, you know, want to hold a beautiful space for others and um, start to work with their light and energy so that they can raise their own vibration and the vibration of others Mm. is a light worker. And what I'm, you know, what I mean by energy as well is obviously we, we, we all have energy. We're all connected in that way, but energy has a vibration. It's like a sliding scale. So if for example you're someone who has more of a positive outlook and you and you you know you really work to keep your outlook positive and your energy will raise your frequency sorry will start mm-hmm. to raise um but conversely if you're someone who focuses more on the negative or you you know you start to create and, and attract negative situations for yourself your density your vibration sorry frequency mm-hmm. will lower and light work has become very skilled at knowing when um, you know energy is of a higher vibration or lower vibration. They're very skilled at, at um, you know hosting communities and um, holding space for others. These are the ways that often we kind of start to work our light. Mm-hmm um yeah so it's it's that sort of work but but it's not necessarily spiritual work and this is a big thing about light work you know I work with many people that are in accountants or teachers or nurses or you know and they're just basically people who are of a lighter vibration and it's people that you kind of want to hang out with quite wise and like i said they're very, they they just know instinctively how to hold a space for you in honoring loving compassionate space and that for me is is a big part of what we do
0: yeah i love that and i think it's so important for people to understand that Yes, I think that sometimes that people think of light work and energy as kind of like we talked about before previously, like the woo woo, if you will, Mm -hmm. but it really just light work is simply just like you said I love how you keep saying creating space for others, Mm -hmm. because we as humans we carry energy we carry frequency, and so it's like when you talk to somebody and they feel really warm and inviting because they have a nice positive energy eluding from them. But when you talk to someone and it's like a weird vibe or weird energy that you're getting from them, it's because they're on that negative lower frequency that your body tells you things before like your mind does. And so I kind of want to go back to, you talked about like being an empath. So Mm -hmm. if people are like, okay, how do I know if I'm an empath? What would you tell them? How do people can kind of like figure out if they're an empath or not? Is it? when we're empathic
1: and and you know I work with many many empaths and obviously being an empath myself growing up not realizing that you know you 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 just you on board other people's stuff so so the biggest clue for me was when I would feel okay within myself Mm -hmm. go to the supermarket or I don't know what you guys call that but you know somewhere there were a lot of people and I would suddenly feel stressful angry worried and it just didn't seem to connect with what I I was thinking internally and mm-hmm. so um you know that that's the biggest indicator is that you like you say you kind of energy read you mm-hmm. start to understand or just know instinctively because you feel it yeah. what other people are thinking at that time you know what they're focusing on or or whatever and, and the issue is that obviously we, we we lack discernment sometimes around that sometimes we I mean this is the biggest problem I see empaths having mm-hmm. Discernment so they're not sure what's their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Belongs to another. And then obviously that results in people fixing behaviors, people pleasing behaviors, keeping mm-hmm. ourselves small, um, you know, just not wanting to be around large groups of people. We we can become quite insular as well. That's another me- big, big trait. And then the surrogating when we're we feel overly responsible for another's happiness, you know, it kind of leads to all these quite depleting mm-hmm. behaviors, you know, and obviously we get very drained by certain conversations, you know, all of those. Those things yeah haters that you are an empath but I'm kind of just giving the negative side you know because it comes with such amazing gifts if we know how to protect our energy
0: mm-hmm. that's a big one work, and it's a huge one yeah, yeah. And I think also, too, to kind of jump, I like how you use the supermarket reference, mm-hmm. because I like realized that I like hate going to the grocery store, like I hated it, it would make me very anxious. And then all of a sudden, I was like, you know what, maybe instead of like, just going there, like by myself, I would put in headphones, and I would listen to like a podcast like podcast while I was grocery shopping, or like, I would go with like, you know, my boyfriend, Nate, which also like helped a little bit, but he's not always available. So I realized like my energy feels weird when I go into a grocery store, how can I fix it? And then once I put in the headphones, it was like totally fine. I was very focused. Okay. This is what I need to get. I wasn't like attacked if you will, because that's how sometimes I feel attacked by the other people's energy and being in big crowds. And it would make me very... Anxious. So do you also maybe think that you know people who have like highly anxious thoughts or anxiety could also that could be like a little bit more of a connection to maybe being an empath because you're anxious by all the energy that like you're receiving when you go into like big crowds and stuff like that, like people with social anxiety.
1: Oh, to- yeah, totally, totally. You know, and it's like I said, it's that discernment. Is it something with the in you? Is it a repetitive, limiting belief, something in you that's causing that? Or is it just when you're out in crowds, you suddenly feel anxious? And I would, I, I would say there's a good chance mm-hmm. that you are empathic. Mm -hmm. because where's it coming from you know and it's like it's that that's where the discernment is needed you know what is it actually that is making you feel like that and and the good chances are you know if you think of yourself as a sponge you're just embodying
0: Mm -hmm.
1: other people's stuff so yeah I would say that definitely
0: I agree. And I think also empaths too, they're very good at like reading the rooms. Like, you know, when you walk into like a meeting or something and like, all of a sudden you get like, oh, like this is, this is the energy that's in the room. And I like how you said, like, you have the power to then protect your energy. So if you walk into a room, you can then have the power to then shift the energy Mm -hmm. in the room. I always, there's a saying that I always hear. And I think it's like, don't be the thermometer, be the thermostat. So like you Ah. control, like don't blend into the temperature in the room. Like a thermometer does, it takes the temperature, Mm. be the thermostat that controls the temperature Mm. in the room. So I think Mm. like you said, once empaths understand who they are, what's happening to them and to protect, you know, their energy, I think they have like the beautiful gift, like you said, to really bring like goodness you know, into the world and bring a very light energy. Cause I think right now, like we really need that, especially to the growth mindset gang that we are like millennial women, just kind of trying to figure life out. And so kind of understanding how to protect and be aware of our energy, be aware of the people that we're around, be aware of the energy that we're putting out into the world. I think is like a really super important, you know, Mm -hmm. skill to learn. Mm
1: Totally. Yeah. You know, a lot of us, I mean, I'm, I'm a Chiron in Aries. I have a lot of Aries energy in me. So certain signs are, we have big energy. Mm -hmm. So when I'm not having a good day, I impact everything and I'm really aware of that. But when I'm, when I'm sparkly, I'm in a good space, I'm light, my energy is good. Everyone feeds off that. So it's, it's having that responsibility. It's knowing, it's knowing yourself, isn't it? It comes back to self and understanding, you know, your triggers and, and, you know, I have, a. am passionately um, committed to, because I do so much inner work and inner practices, I, I work really damn hard to keep mm-hmm. my energy and, and vibration at a certain, I don't want to say level, but, but state, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm really discerning and protective, you know, over what um, lowers that vibration. So, you know, you're looking at films, you're looking at social media posts, yeah. you're looking certain people like certain friends were lovely Mm -hmm. I know I spend an hour with them and I'm like oh my god you know Mm -hmm. it's it's about protecting and honoring yourself self-care self-love knowing who you are and you know just doing what you can to 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 raise that 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 kind of state Mm -hmm. you know because you know when you're in a good state or not um
0: yeah 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 and I have a, a question too, about like protecting your energy, which is super mm. important is mm. a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, their teachers, their nurses, their customer consultants, things like that. Like I've, a lot of my listeners are, you know, they work with people like as their jobs. Yeah. So what would you recommend? Because I know as a teacher, and I have a lot of friends who are social workers that are mm. nurses and all of these things. And that, you, you're in a lot of different energies and you're trying to be a helpful energy that you help raise people's vibration and kind of control the energy in the room. And it does feel very exhausting and can kind of lead to burnout. So what would be you know any tips or strategies for women who are in those types of jobs to be able to like protect and put boundaries up to keep their vibration high, or if they're exhausted at the end of the day to kind of raise their vibration and energy back up?
1: Yeah, really good question, Ali. So, so yeah, first of all, I I would say you were definitely empathic. So many of you in the, you know, nurses, teachers, and yet I totally get that high stress environments having to deal with a lot of stuff. So knowing that you are and knowing how you're getting impacted by that is, is the biggest you know not the biggest but but the main sort of fundamental thing that you need to realize for yourself the aspect of it um obviously if that is your job and you are committed to that um you know then obviously we need you know you need to start looking at protective practices and so, you know, just things like um, pushing your energy out. I do this. I just, you know, th- the way that I work is through intent and visualization. I don't get in my head. I don't question myself whether things are working. I say to myself, right, I need to protect my energy today before I step into this environment. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I might do things like pushing out my energy and you just raise your your chest and like push away from your chest. Yeah. It's like you're pushing it out. So you're like creating like a a protective bubble around
0: Mm -hmm. you. You Mm -hmm.
1: just do that all over. There's no right or wrong, but you just feel like you were doing that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we work with a lot of light tools and techniques. Another really, really um, powerful technique is white lighting. So knowing that you have this wisdom within you, because obviously if, you, if you're if you listening to Ali and you're interested in mindset and empaths and, you know, at some point you would have had past lives mm-hmm. as witches or, you know, you have all of this within you. So just know that you have this power and you're just reconnecting to it. I say that because a lot of us get blocked in that way. Yep. So white lighting, you can imagine like a quartz cluster or something beneath your feet with white, radiant white light coming up from it so you just scoop your arms you probably did my hands I just scoop up that white light radiant white light and just bring up my body so again there's no right or wrong but as soon as you start doing that I can feel it now there's a warmth there's a tingling Mm -hmm. and I'm using my intense my visualization to do this practice and I just bring it back into the heart. This, you know, take about a minute to do that. You can do that before you step into that environment. There's a whole load of things you can do, but these are just, you know, often we're busy, aren't we? And we powerfully yeah it, you know we need these powerfully protective practices just that we can use on the go mm-hmm. the Biggest block and when I give these kind of techniques to people is that we get in our own way we're like oh is it working and you know mm-hmm. it doesn't you know just do it and and just Feel it, and you know the more you
0: do it, the more powerful it will be. Right, so you're envisioning the big, strong white like coming, through yeah, all the Envision. way up through your body, and just like it's like it's like you're enlightening yourself. You're bringing yes. up the light, okay. and bringing it up. I love that because I'm really yeah. into practices that give you like a nice pause, you know, before you enter, or maybe you just had something happen and kind of like reconnect yeah. to your energy. And, you know, I love like the physical aspect of like moving your arms, like up your body, because I'm really into like that mind body connection Mm -hmm. where if you just focus on like training your mind. That's all well and good, but you got to get your body involved too, because that makes it, you feel very more connected to that. So I love that. That's a good time to like Mm -hmm. pause right before you do something or pause like after there's plenty of times. Like Mm -hmm. I had like a rough class and it was just like very chaotic and I would sit at my desk and be like, okay that was rough. (laughs) Like I would just sit there and just take a deep breath in and Mm -hmm. like, you know, deep breath down and be like, you know what, there's a next class coming in. Like Mm -hmm. I'll fix it, do better, whatever, you know, that it is. Or even like, say like, I'm still a good teacher. Like that was just a bad lesson. Like it's fine. I'll Mm -hmm. figure it out. And then like, all of a sudden you feel like, the you know whether anxiety or frustration whatever you were feeling in that moment just kind of yeah, you know different. leave you and you do feel like a sense of relief you just like you said like don't think about it. if it's working just do it do and it. you'll yeah. feel the energy just like mm-hmm. completely you know change
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I love those ideas do you have any other tips or
1: anything like that I mean what you're saying there Ali is it's really powerful you know just sitting with that discomfort is really important you know allowing yourself to be okay with not being okay that's been one of the most powerful practices for me because what happens is we're so busy and then something negative happens and it pulls us away from our center doesn't it you know we're just then thinking about that and before we know it our our thoughts kick in and and we're in that kind of downward spiral so you need to get it before that so just sitting for a minute like you say maybe taking a breath just going within a little bit stilling just sitting and going okay that was really so I don't know if I can swear on here but not good yeah you could swear go for it okay shitty (laughs) yeah it does feel like that doesn't it Mm -hmm. you know and you just sit with it and you know and it's it's, it takes mastery. It takes time. It takes right. practice to be okay with that. But that's powerful because what's just happened is that you're not giving your power away okay. to that feeling. You're mm-hmm. just in it and it's okay. And that's why it dissipates. So any of that you know, you could go to the loo and do it. You could, you know, just take yourself outside for a couple of minutes, but it's bringing that focus back within that stilling, you know, coming back to you and reclaiming your sense of self and power. Super powerful, mm-hmm. really powerful. So yeah, definitely be doing that. And maybe just one more thing at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so again, it's similar thing, but you need to think about cleansing mm-hmm. your energy. So I would do the same as the white lighting, but I would do purple flame or violet flame. It's known as the violet flame procedure. It's a really ancient procedure, which basically transmutes negativity. So it's like a cleanser. So you could imagine, actually, I've got some here, like a, a quartz cluster. Mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, sorry, not quartz, amethyst.
0: Oh, Just, amethyst. Yeah, yeah.
1: Amethyst, beautiful, it's beautiful. I have that.
0: I have that on my um, my bed stand. Mm-hmm. I have an amethyst. hmm.
1: Beautiful. So really, really powerful cleanser. And like you can imagine a big cluster of that under your feet. And again, you just bring up the purple flame or the violet flame, however you see it. I'm probably going a little bit fast here, but as soon as you set your intent Mm -hmm. for cleansing and purifying, you'll feel the energy running. Okay. It will feel tingly and warm in your hands. You just bring it back into the heart with the intent of clearing and cleansing any negativity any density
0: yeah so just imagining the purple violet flame like coming up just like you did with the lightning because i think that's really important to do like right before you leave like your work building or like in your car because i found a lot this past school year i would bring a lot of the energy that i absorbed from the school day i would bring it back home Mm -hmm. so i would be just very like irritable once i got home i'd be really tired so like Mm -hmm. poor nate was like you know, just trying to like have conversations and I'd be like, I'm too tired. I'm too irritable. Like I would bring it home with me. And I didn't like that feeling of not feeling good like when I came home. So I think it's really important to like leave the work energy like at work, set that boundary and do that, you know, very quick pausing practice of just envisioning the amethyst, you know, purple, violet flame. And if, you know, if someone has an amethyst, you know, stone or crystal when they're like, like I do when I get home, could they also use that in the practice?
1: yeah totally i mean crystals have an energy of freak very high frequency so if you you know if you're more visual and it will help you with that practice and absolutely do that yeah and see the energy as a purple flame coming up your body Mm
0: -hmm. yeah totally and so we're talking about energies and both and everyone, we have masculine and feminine energy. And I was so funny. I was talking to my friend, um, Jackie, yesterday, and I was telling her, I feel very in my masculine. I'm very like, she's into like light work and yoga and like things oh. like that too. So it's we had a very similar conversation at like a 4th of July party. It was hilarious. <laughs> so... Um, she was saying, like, yeah, you have a very, like, masculine energy about you, where you're, you're a doer, you want like, productivity, you like being in control, you like getting things done, and, like, that kind of, like, strong, independent woman, like, hustler, I don't need a man to complete me, like, all of those things, it's, like, good, you should have those qualities, but I'm leaving my feminine energy such in the shadow, in the darkness. And I was telling her my goal in like my mindset, you know, spirituality kind of journey is I want to reconnect with my feminine energy side. She comes out once in a while, but I want her to be more frequent. I think a lot of women in like the millennial generation who are listening mm-hmm. were constantly you know, we're taught as growing up of, you need to be a strong, independent woman. You need to have your own finances. You need to be a doer. You need to be a leader. You need to be assertive, which again, is all wonderful qualities, but we didn't learn how to also connect with our feminine energy of creative, go with the flow and like be soft and be welcoming and like nurturing. Like I have a very hard time like being like a, like a natural nurturer. I'm a very, like, I'm a motivator. like I I nurture people with motivation and passion and excitement, Mm -hmm. like in a coach sense. But being like a nurturer and kind of like a motherly feminine way was always a very difficult thing to connect to because I was so heavily in my masculine. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of women too, that's where kind of the burnout comes in because we're Mm -hmm. constantly in the doing, doing, you gotta be a female, you know, boss, babe, and a CEO or nothing like, or you have to have your nine to five and also do the side hustle or be on social media. And it's like, you can do that if you want, but you also have to connect with like being still and being calm and being alone and just like enjoying your presence. So what would be some advice for women that are trying to shift their energy of more of a balance of, yeah, you could have your masculine energy, but also bring back the feminine as well. Yeah, I mean, I love that, Ellie. So
1: same for me, I'm going to show my age, but I, I was, you know, I was a 70s baby. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing, you know, we weren't taught to, to we, we just ignored our intuition, it was barely talked about. Mm-hmm. Or, so the same thing, and obviously career and blah, 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 all the rest of it. So, you know, obviously we, we need a blend of both. We have both energies that exist within us. But like you said, a lot of us are in balance within that because of expectation, programming, all these sorts of things. And so what I've taught myself to do is I lead with the feminine. I lead with the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. The masculine, divine masculine provides that beautiful container mm-hmm. so that she can
0: flow within that so oh, I love I, that. I like that mm-hmm. because masculine is about structure. So it's okay yeah. like, to have the container because then your feminine energy feels safe in that container yes. to, to then file exactly
1: that you you need both you know and and off well I don't know about now but you know I've seen in the spiritual industry or the spiritual world should I say that the mass divine masculine has sometimes been a bit of a kind of victim you know would like kind mm-hmm. of you know and you still see it sometimes where it is you know it's rejected and, and no you need both right mm-hmm. and so you get this kind of wounding where people that are in their masculine are very logical like you said doing and her and all that sort of thing whereas they're not um they're not really intuitive necessarily they're not maybe making the right decisions for them um and then although they're getting a lot done Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then in the too much in the feminine it's the it's the completely ungrounded guys you know Mm -hmm. that can't anchor anything through for themselves you know they're gorgeous and fluffy and light but you know, you're not you're not making anything happen. So, so yes. So, what you know? Well, how would it be? Uh, you know, how could we become in balance with that? So, for me, what's important, and especially in the way that I work, and I guess Ali, you know, you must be the same. Yeah. I like all of my content and um, creating like my marketing, everything to be. Soul led, to be purpose-led. So every day I sit down before I check my messages. And, and this could apply to anyone, you know, not necessarily someone who's in the spiritual industry, but you know, just carve out some time, even if it's just five, ten minutes, get yourself a journal and just sit and write down whatever comes through for you. Now, because I'm creating posts and I want my stuff to be heart led. I want it to be, uh, sorry, heartfelt. And I want it to be unique to me. I want it to be my own voice. I just sit, I connect with the energy or I just still myself and I ask myself, okay, what do my community need to hear? Mm -hmm. Okay, or you could just say, okay, I want my day to be like this. So what what do I need to do? How do I need to be, you know, whatever it is you're about to do in your day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I just write down what comes through. And then I do higher visioning. You know, I might think of myself as my highest version of me. What would she be doing? What would she be thinking? What would she, what action would she be taking today? And that raises my frequency. Okay. And then from there, from that aligned space, I then write my content. So I know that it's higher vibrational, that it's soul led, that I'm allowing that divine feminine to lead me. Mm-hmm. And then the divine masculine comes in, and, it, and he, you know, I'm I'm supported in being disciplined for the rest of the day. I'm supported in my focus, mm-hmm. you know, and all of those beautiful things. But I lead with her always in everything I do so say if something kicks off with my kids and I, you know in that moment I'm like okay I don't want to be reactive so I'll just kind of say okay just give me a minute I just need to process that that's a really good phrase to use say if something happens in your workspace and you want to be intuitive about the answer that you give because you're being you know you're being um you know you're leading with the divine feminine Then mm-hmm. you can just say okay just give me a moment I just need to process that sit still go in your stilling centered space and just ask for guidance ask for clarity and just see what comes through because you're in a centered not a busy emotional space Mm -hmm. and then you know you can come back with that answer and take action through Mm -hmm. the divine masculine I probably got off on a tangent there but have
0: I no, that's okay I think that's really useful like the pause like because I think yeah. in like, a lot of our jobs like we're kind of especially yeah. as a teacher is like, yeah. I have, like a thousand decisions in a day about things and I like the give yourself a chance to be like you know what, let me just process what just happened. And then move from there. Instead of Mm. creating a reactive solution, you are responding with a solution. Mm. And that's why I even did in my classroom when things got a little crazy, I'd be like, all right guys, let's pause. Let's take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. So that way they can like pause, but like, it also gives me a chance to pause and be like, okay, what's in my next move be or even if so if it's more of a um i have to kind of respond in a disciplinary way Mm -hmm. i don't yell or anything like that i like turn like i pause Mm -hmm. and i just kind of wait for so i can calm down for a second Mm -hmm. and the kids can kind of notice (laughs) that something's (laughs) happening oh she's like oh she's quiet what's happening or like i'll just turn off the lights and just kind of like stand by the light by my doorway just so again like i can think of a way to respond to the kids' behaviors, but not in like a negative, like, don't do this, don't mm-hmm. do that. It's more of like a, you know, we're being disruptive right now. We know it's not the correct behavior. And like, let's like start over, or whatever. Like, I usually say, there's been obviously times where like I've been reactive and I, you know, weren't the best like reaction and stuff like that. But I really try and with my intention, I try to make sure that like, if I need to redirect something, I do it in, you know, a more neutral or positive mm-hmm. way rather than like a negative reactionary way. Mm-hmm. So that way that solves, like, it does solve the problem actually, you know, quicker because people then respond to, you know, yeah. your energy that you're putting out. So I mm-hmm. think that's a really great mm-hmm. topic and you know idea to think about when you're at your job, And you have to make a decision or you're in a meeting or you're on like a conference call or something Mm. and a question or a demand comes up and you're kind of like, whoa, for a second, Mm. just take a time and be like, you know what? me a chance to process it can I get back mm-hmm. to you because that's also still keeping you in your power like yeah. you're not giving, like you said your power away of making a quick decision for someone mm-hmm. where you can be like you know what I need a minute to process this mm-hmm. I want a moment to think about it and people most of the time they'll be like all right yeah like let me know like yeah I'll give you a chance like just get back to me and I think we we fear keeping our power because I think naturally women, are kind of programmed to be like the people pleasers and like kind of doing like, you know, here, yeah, here's my decision that you want instead of being like, stay in their power and say, I need a moment to think about it and let me get back to you. That's keeping your energy, you know, in your power. I really like that.
1: Mm. And it's a divine feminine. You're leading with the, you know, you're creating that space that you you can tune into her, you can connect into her. And then you know that whatever comes through is is for the highest good of all. You can even say that to yourself, you know, what what will be the best decision for the highest good of all? I have these like kind of little phrases that I use that, that I know will keep me centered and you know, and do, like you say, work with your intent around that and then follow up with the divine masculine. And it's so it's so interesting. You said when you're a teacher, you know, when you lose lose your shit. It's, it's when it's happening. <laughs> And, and that rigid, like, you know, that's your wounded masculine Mm -hmm. naturally or or intentionally working through that divine feminine, which means that they respond so much better because it's more nurturing and gentle Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. and that's it. And the rules and, and, you know, that's the divine masculine. So we, we, we are doing it. We're working through them. We probably don't always realize, but, you know, to, to, to start with her Mm -hmm. is so much more powerful definitely.
0: So you just mentioned that you use a couple of affirmations or phrases to kind of keep you in the intuitive, intentional, divine, feminine, While you're kind of going through your day. What are some of those affirmations that you say to yourself?
1: Yeah. So the, so the one that I use often is, is this for the highest good of all, you know, because I like to know that it's, it's serving me, but it, but, you know, it's also serving everybody else in the same situations. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm sure they'll come and drop in, into me, but um you know, things like it always, you know, I always check in with myself, that's a big thing, a big practice is, you know, how does this feel for me? Is this, is this making me feel good? You know, I think that's a really, really important way of just coming back within and honoring, you know, honoring yourself and, and part of that kind of self care and self-love and just right on the spot Ali. I'm really sorry I can't. I'm sure things will drop in is that okay if I kind of come back in when I when I think of something yeah you can drop, um,
0: back, in. That's yeah, my, drop I lo- back in I like that affirmation that like you know is this for the highest good and does this make feel good because I think we don't think about that all the time we kind of just like we're doing the things because like our boss told us to our parents told us to our significant other wants us to do something our friends want us to do something and you know we just want to you know please people that's like our thing that we want to do and so we forget to ask ourselves well, well is this something that i want to do and i ask that a lot even in my own you know career in everyday life i'm just like is this is this something I want to do? Or am I just doing it because, you know, my administration wants me to do it in a certain way? Or am I doing this because my family has certain expectations of me? And I I think about that a lot, a lot of my decision-making, and I think it's a lot for my generation as well. A lot of our decision-making is like, what does our family want from us? Mm -hmm. And then what does our career want from us? And then it goes to like, if you are in a relationship, what does my significant other you know, want for me. I think in our friend groups, it's more flexible. I think we, we have the space in friendships to kind of do a, does this feel right for me? But for some reason, it's really hard to be intuitive when our parents have expectations of our jobs, you know, especially with, with women, it's like, okay, you have a job. Great. Why don't you have a boyfriend yet? Or why don't you have a partner yet? Or when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? Right. And it's like, okay, like, when do I want to have kids? When do I want to get married? Maybe I'm in a career right now, but maybe I want to shift careers and do something different. And I think men grow up mostly in like how Western society is. Men grow up with that, you know, ambition of like, yeah, choose what you want to do. You're the man, you're going to figure it out. You have these skills where women feel heavily connected of the responsibility of the family. Mm -hmm. So then- we constantly feel connected to our family, which is a good thing. That's very good to be connected with your family, but don't let the connection and expectations of your family then dictate the decisions that you make in life. And it's very hard to detach yourself, but it's really important because then all of a sudden you're down the road, let's say maybe, you know, like in your your 40s, 50s, 60s, a lot of women also have like this kind of reawakening. I think we talked about that too when we first, you know, had our conversation where your first kind of figuring out of your life is the Saturn return around like 27, 28. And that's why a lot of millennial women right now are like, is this what I want to do with my life? It's like, that's the transition because you're at that point in your life where you experience most of your 20s and that's kind of where you figure yourself out. And then you do the things And now you're in your late twenties, you know, early thirties. And you're like, wait, Mm -hmm. is this something I want to do with my life? And then all of a sudden down the road, like, right. Like fifties and sixties is another than renewal of, is this what I want to do with my life? And so it's really important at those crucial stages. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you're creating, you're cultivating the life that you want. That's going to make you feel fulfilled and happy. Mm -hmm. And so What kind of advice would you have then for women who are kind of like in their Saturn's return kind of figuring out, is this the career that I want? Is this, you know, the family that I want to create? Is the relationship I want to be in? What could you say to maybe help women kind of feel a little bit more of the clarity in their energy to then find their intuition and intention to kind of make those decisions?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. And my my mind's kind of going to go crazy. But if if I talk as a mother, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you guys are not children, but mm-hmm. we, we've always, we've always honoured that in my children and really cultivated this, you know, I've, we've never looked at it as, you know, because they're choosing their choices and things like that. If we have GCSEs, which are exams, you know, when they're mm-hmm. teenagers. Um, I've never looked at it as career choice I've always said to them and we continue to do that you always do what lights you up first Mm -hmm. and, and I just think that will feed the passion the passion comes from that you know you don't we don't look at it logically we just again come at it from that divine feminine you know just because for me When we just focus on the things that light us up, it's like we're honoring ourselves. It's like we're getting down to what you know, who we truly are, again, it's that sense of self, because like you say, if you're always taken out, and make decisions based on other people's expectations, it's like you're saying to the universe, you don't matter, Mm -hmm. and I find that quite, um, you know, I always get a bit teary when I talk about things like that, because, you know, we have so much potential, and Mm -hmm. But but the way that we can tap into that potential and that inner strength mm-hmm. is by, first of all, doing the things that we love to do that that light us up and the rest will follow as long as we don't get all tangled up in the expectations of others, you know, and what society expects of us. So I would definitely be doing that. Another thing, and, and the thing is you have such a powerful inner tool with your inner or your intuition, which is basically your inner teacher, you know, you have all the answers within. It's just that we've lost that connection because it's never been valued, has it? you know, no. it's all about what you should do, what you should do, you know, as a career, what, you know, and then kind of going on that logic, whereas, you know, we just, we've just lost that inner power of going within and really um, getting that guidance that we have within us. We, we know, we know, don't we, in our true selves, what's right for us, you know, who feels yeah. good for us. Um, yeah, your, body, your
0: body tells you before your mind exactly, does I mean, yeah. good for you and bad for you. I think, for, yeah. for some reason, um, like when like something bad happens, like you feel it in your gut, like that gut instinct. And I think we're so in our heads a lot yeah. of the times yeah. where mm-hmm. we're like, oh, like, that's just my anxiety. Like, you know what I mean? We kind of be like, that's where I find a little bit. And I've talked to, you know, other women too, where they feel lost in their intuition because mm-hmm. they're not trusting themselves because they're like, is this my intuition or is yeah. this my anxiety? that's like that weird because I I get like certain feelings about either people or you know places or you know career and you know mindset and stuff like that relationships and then but I sit with myself and I'm always like you know I really wish I had more of like um, an intuition because I feel like I I have it but I'm always like wait is this me just second guessing myself am I overthinking this so I think a lot of women get kind of caught in that weird you know spiral of is this really, is my body trying to tell me something or is, is it just me like over-worrying about something? It's so difficult. And again, it comes back to, I think
1: this has been like the core theme, but knowing yourself, that sense of self. And I think to get to that point, Mm -hmm. you know, it's these kind of stilling and going within practices, you know, every day, if you ever just Come actually back from a friend who we've had the same conversation mm-hmm. for years every time I see it, it's always the same thing and she is so busy Ali honestly she works full-time as a teacher and then every evening she's out on the weekend she's painting or doing whatever to a house and i said when do you just sit down and mm-hmm. sit still and have a relationship with with yourself never and i said well that's why you're not able to make those right decisions you you, you see what i mean she's so busy and, mm-hmm. and i said why why are you so busy you know this is another thing because i don't i don't want to go there i know if i don't, if i sit it's down scary. and just see myself it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. it is you know it 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 is because you have so much backlog if you're not processing Mm -hmm. and this is what's been the single most like i said before powerful thing is to be okay in that discomfort to allow yourself space so you can just sit And be with yourself, and from there comes all of this richness you know, this developed sense of self, this intuitive voice that grows. If you are never giving yourself that space, you're not going to hear those whispers because they are whispers Mm
0: -hmm. until
1: you really start to focus on it and take action you know, that aligned divine action each time that something comes along. Because when you're, you're really attuned to your intuitive voice. You just know that it's right. You don't even question it. And that's when you know that it's pure intuition, no ego mixed into it. Mm -hmm. That's when you know, but you cannot possibly discern unless you create that space for yourself to go within
0: yeah, cause I hear a lot of a lot of women are like, yeah, it's great, like meditate or spend time with yourself, but I simply just don't have time. Mm-hmm. And like I get like well, especially when there's kids involved too, and you have a house and you got like mm-hmm. twenty things you got to do. I remember listening to I'm um, a podcast. I forget what it was um, a while back, but it was like you need to then create. Everyone has the same twenty-four hours in a day. Yeah, everyone has the same t- amount of time. You need to then make it a priority mm-hmm. to make time. For yourself, whether it's a half hour, an hour, whatever you need, maybe you need to wake up earlier than the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to stay up later than the rest of the house. Like for me, what I, cause I'm a morning person, hands down. I love like the morning time. And on the weekends, what I would do is I usually wake up like around like 7am. I've always been like mm-hmm. an early bird where my partner, Nate, he, he can sleep in. And so I would use that time of him sleeping in. I would come out to the living room. I would light a candle. I'd make my coffee. I would sit down. I would read a book. I would journal. I would use that like hour or two that I'm given to then spend time with myself and kind of reflect on the week. Cause during the week, you know it was a little bit more busy in the morning. Cause like, you know, school day starts at, you know, 8 AM, you know what I mean? But I would still use my commute time like on the train to you know, read a book, listen to podcasts. Like I would use that time but I would especially use the weekends, to just like connect with myself. And, you know, what do I need? What do I desire? How can I improve myself? And even Nate said, he's like, you know, I, I asked him, I was like, how come, like, I know like you're up, how come you don't come out into like the, you know, living room to, you know, hang out. And he goes, well, that's your time. That's your alley time. So like, I respect that time. You know, I'm, I'll lay in bed and hang out on my phone and relax because I know you need that time to, you know, have your moment and be with yourself. And, um, I, I like that you brought up that a lot of women, we don't like to sit with ourselves because we're afraid, like your friend said, you're afraid to see what comes up, but you're not going to make the improvements or the changes you need in your life. If you don't just sit with yourself and think about what you need. And then all of a sudden you gain the confidence. Once you sit with yourself, you're like, okay, you know, I want to do this. You know, I don't really care what my parents have to say about it. It's my life. Or I don't really care, you know, what my friends have to say about it. It's my life. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like maybe the career that I'm in or the job that I'm in, you know, isn't fulfilling me. Mm-hmm. What would fulfill me? And then what could be maybe the steps I can do to improve, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was very uncomfortable with going places by myself. I was a little social anxiety, I hated going places by myself for the most part. I didn't mind spending time with myself in my own home. Like even when I lived at my parents' house, I enjoyed being in my room, just kind of being with myself and just hanging out. But going public places by myself was really scary. And then I was like, you know what? I, my favorite place is the beach. I, I That's my like happy place. Oh. So I started going to the beach by myself mm. and I would bring a book. I would, you know, listen to podcasts. I would do a couple, you know, like a 15 minute meditation. Like I would have my headphones with me and I would just take time. I would get there early. So it wasn't crowded. Now just use that time. For myself because I was like you know I don't want to wait for like my friends to be available to like go to the beach with me I don't want to like wait for them if no one's available what's wrong with me just like going by myself and now like I've done it like a few times and I actually enjoy like you know what it's beautiful out I'm on summer vacation as a teacher let mm-hmm. me just go to the beach bring a nice book and just like you know take in the vitamin d and take mm-hmm. in like the beach is also a very like calm like naturally a very calming place to be And so I use that to just be with myself, whatever thoughts come up, whatever, maybe decisions I need to make. So like you said, I really encourage women to just like Mm. take time for yourself, whether it needs to be maybe on your lunch break at your job, maybe instead of sitting, you know, in your car or sitting in the lunchroom, like maybe if you're able to walk around your kind of your workspace, like outside, if you can, and just like kind of detach yourself from the work environment for like, you know, the hour lunch that you have or wake up earlier or stay up late, but it's so important to just like be disciplined to give yourself time. There were days too, like I like working out after work and that's like usually my release as well. And there'd be days where I'm like dog tired. I'm like, I don't wanna go to the gym. I just wanna go home and just like veg out on the couch and not move. But I would always be like, if a gym bag is packed the night before and it's in your car, there's no excuse. So that would be like the kind of discipline prioritizing. I would give myself like the gym is your time. That's time for the mind body connection. You need this after work. That gym bag is packed. (laughs) It is in the car. You're going to the gym. So that was the boundaries I would set up for myself Mm -hmm. to give myself a chance to like catch up with myself and be like, Hey, you know, intuitively what's going on and you know how are you feeling so kind of like the branch off the conversation that we're having is what would you say if like women want to shift their mindset and raise their vibration let's say they're feeling really down in the dumps they're really exhausted they're really tired, they're very low frequency very low energy and they feel like the world is just like this ugly place they hate their job not like they hate their life but they hate like their life situation what would be some advice you would give them to help them you know shift their mindset of their life situation and raise their vibration
1: yeah that's a really good question and um you know again it comes down to like you say that inner daily practice of and you know just to see it as um an act of self-love and an act of self-care as well you know that you're you're nurturing yourself you're being gentle with yourself and um you know I always say because obviously we look at the cosmology I always look at what's going on sometimes the energy is so heightened mm-hmm. because of what's going on celestially mm-hmm. I always say in those periods as well you know don't overload yourself you know just do what you need to do um you know so all it, you know and it's a question of being self-bounders as well, isn't it, Ali? I mean, I know I'm I'm a real, I do tend to overdo with things because once I've done, I'll say to myself, I can't really do this today, this job, mm-hmm. but as soon as I've done it, I'll be doing other things. Mm-hmm. Really, it's up to you to 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 kind of say, No, I've done what I set out to achieve, and that's it. The rest of the time is gonna be me time. I'm gonna take a bath or you know, whatever. There's so many different ways to nurture yourself and but but it really boils down to like you said being disciplined and um you know creating space for yourself and however that looks like for you but just just you know just saying no to the things that that are really gonna deplete you and and make you exhausted because mm-hmm. at the end of the day no one's putting the pressure on apart from you really essentially yeah. Mm -hmm. you know so yeah definitely self-boundary definitely see it as an act of self-love self-care because this this is what we're big on with you know as light workers because I know if I'm not in a good space and I'm tired I'm more vulnerable to energetic manipulation Mm -hmm. My you know my frequency starts to lower I can't I can't be of service one. I'm no good I'm no good to myself I'm no good to anyone else so this is where it comes back to that you know protecting fiercely my energy, my light, and I know the things that will deplete me, and I steer away from them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll definitely be looking at, at things like that and asking yourself, why am I doing this? Does this really serve me? Do mm-hmm. I really need to do this? You know, how is it making me feel when I'm saying yes to people when I really want to say no? Mm-hmm. Already, you're not honoring yourself. You know, I know it's so difficult and it takes time and it takes practice. Mm-hmm when we come back to our inner self and our sense of self we start to find it easier to say no to things Mm -hmm. and I think it starts there
0: yeah I agree
1: honoring you know we're not honoring ourselves if we're not doing those things yeah I I, I agree yeah
0: yeah I always say I started to say to myself if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no like that's kind of like and that's been used in other places because once I started getting comfortable with myself I I started to get comfortable with being like you know what now because <laughs> we have like that FOMO the fear of missing out and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I got over that real quickly like once I just like like it's like sit with yourself and be with yourself mm-hmm. there would be times where I it's a Fridays are just a no-go for me I'm tired from the work week if any of my friends ask me hey do you want to go out after work it's always a no and I've let my friends know Fridays are a no for me. Don't even ask me because I need that Friday evening just to like chill and relax Saturday and Sunday. I can be your girl, but just like setting that boundary with your friends. So they know, okay, it's not like Allie doesn't want to hang out with me. It's Mm -hmm. she's tired and like make your boundaries clear. Cause yeah. people are always afraid to say no cause they're afraid of the reaction of the person. Yeah. But if you make your response clear of why you're responding in that mm-hmm. way, people are more understanding of, you know why you don't want to do things. I did that heavily with work. Like even as like a first year teacher, cause you're so, you want to say yes to things cause you want to be involved. I would, I said no to things. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that pattern. Because even um, I remember one of the administrators, they asked me if I wanted to do summer school. That's a hell no for me. like summers are for me and like being you know my identity, I'm not a, oh I'm not a teacher, you know what I mean? that's not my identity. I'm I teach, but I am more than a teacher. And I use those summers for that reason. And I told my administration, I was like, you know what? No, I just live too far, which at the time I did. I had like an hour commute. Like I'm not gonna come in for summer school when I live an hour away. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. I just said no, I, I just live too far. It'd be too much. And she was like, oh, okay, I understand. And then left. Never yeah. you never asked me about summer school, you know, ever again. Or there would be times where um, they would ask me to do, like, after-school activities, Mm -hmm. and if I really enjoyed it, I would say, yes, of course, I would love to help, but if there was activities after school that I'm just, like, I can't, I, you know, I would say, no, like, I would love to help, but again, it's just, like, I just live too far, and it would be too much of a commute for me. So you set, you know, your boundaries clear, like, of course, you know, I'd love to help, but it's just the whatever life situation, you know, is it's just not working out for me. Mm-hmm. I also learned not to double book myself like weekends. Yeah. I, I've double booked myself. Like Saturday, I was doing one thing. And then the next day I was going somewhere else. And like, I would tell my friends, you know, like if they were like, Hey, like I already had a plan with a friend. And then like Sunday was like another big event. I would tell that friend, I was like, listen, I already have something going on Saturday and it's going to be a whole lot of things. And I'm probably going to be exhausted on Sunday. You want to, you do, you want to plan for like, another day, like knowing yourself to say, no, after social things, I am very depleted. I, yeah. I recharge in the, in the isolation. I'm an extroverted yeah. introvert. Like I love being with people, but they drain me. Mm-hmm. And so I need to come back into myself to recharge. Mm-hmm. So that's creating those boundaries and saying, yeah. no, no, yeah. that's the most powerful thing. I think a God. woman, especially millennial women can learn because just Mm. say no Mm. and you don't always have to explain yourself like I feel like we feel the need to like explain ourselves but sometimes you can really just be like no yeah
1: (laughs) like you yeah it's just it's not a confrontation is it it's just a gentle boundary you know you can just yeah exactly it's just no that's not for me you know no, exactly and it becomes easier doesn't it the more we do it and practice it but no one else is going to do that for you you mm-hmm. know so it's, it's so important and I do think empaths struggle with that
0: mm-hmm. you know because
1: they struggle they overthink things they worry they're going to hurt people's feelings about you know and the rest of it well they're probably not even thinking that at all no but yeah it doesn't have to be a confrontation
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know and the more we practice it you know, and you just see, see it as an act of self-love and also the the fact that if you're not being bounded and that's lowering your vibration, then you, you know, that, that that's going to have far more consequences for you mm-hmm. um, and the other people that are around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, than being just bounded and feeling a little bit uncomfortable in the moment. And yeah. then it's over, isn't it?
0: Listen, the yeah. it's worth the slight discomfort. It yeah. really is. Like once you do it and you're like, oh, like That wasn't so bad like you know it's i kind of think of it as like going on a scary ride like you're afraid to do the ride but then once the ride's over you're like oh like that wasn't so bad once you did it Mm -hmm. so doing those uncomfy conversations of maybe saying no and like setting boundaries at work setting boundaries in your relationship with your significant other setting boundaries with your family and friends yeah. It's scary at first, but then once you do it, mm. like maybe you set boundaries at work and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can set boundaries, you know, with my friends. It's not as scary. It's, it's so important because I get, like you said, like empaths were so aware mm. of other people's energy and their reactions. And that kind of like leads me to our last question here is, you know, how do we then You know, detach ourselves from the expectations and the energies of people and kind of surrender to just like the flow of life and our energy and what we want to do.
1: Such a good question. And, And obviously, there are specific practices that you can do because we have this tendency as empaths to surrogate. And what I mean by that is feel overly responsible for others. And it's a massive deal. I see this so much with my clients and my members in my community. And I can feel a little bit like that with my with my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it comes down to knowing yourself. And when it starts to feel burdensome and you feel that your energy is draining, You know, you need to do something about that. Okay. So, you know, I often say that if you feel overly responsible and you don't understand why you have these certain relationships, don't you, where you're overdoing for others um it's probably because you have karmic ties with them okay and it's like things are playing out in a particular way patterning you know you're you're overdoing for the other person you feel overly responsible and all the rest of it and you're getting entangled in this web um, and it's really depleting a really simple technique that i use a lot and i teach um my members is core cutting so really really simple so what from the solar plexus area so, you know, that area just under, you can't see there, but under your kind of your uh, diaphragm area. Mm-hmm. So that's your energy center. And often we have cords that go from ourselves to the other person. So I don't know, say it's your mum and she's already always asking you to do stuff and it's mm-hmm. getting a bit too much. And, you know, you need to say no, but you find that difficult. You see like a big, thick rope going from you and your energy center to her energy center and you just cut it you don't even need to be with her when you're doing it but even if you are she wouldn't notice if you were just doing that movement she wouldn't know mm-hmm. and you just again with visualization and intent you were cutting that cord and it, you will just see the energy between you shifts and it becomes so much easier to then be bounded and say no and all of those things that you need to do mm-hmm. because it's pleasing you and it's draining you you know it's that having that self-awareness and knowing what's going on for you
0: mm-hmm. I love that because you know people always mm-hmm. say like you know when like your friends are venting to you about a person and then you actually just like say like cut the cord like yeah. I've heard that same thing yeah. so many times yeah. and so actually visualizing yeah. like sitting with yourself take a deep breath and visualize the cord connecting and yeah. then that swift moment of just cutting the cord yeah. I you know I agree with that it's like that the power is of the detachment that's yeah, where, like exactly. you find your center is when you detach yourself from the expectations of family members mm-hmm. or you know expectations of others, like we said before yeah. and i even noticed that where um i kind of have a similar thing when you use the mother as a reference me and my mom we get along like just fine but there are some days where like her energy is like really depleting she's a capricorn so like it's her way or the highway you know what i'm saying and so she's not sometimes very open to other suggestions or admitting that she's wrong and stuff like that and it would really irritate me to no end. I'd be like, why can't you just admit that you're wrong? Like, you know, she's just your typical like Italian stubborn mother, you okay. know, her way or the highway. It's it is what it is. Once I realized though it is what it is, that's just her personality. That's yeah. just the way that she is, cut the cord of being reactive towards it. Just more like you know, ignore not like ignore it, but just like accept what is <laughs> that's just yeah. her personality. She has so much other better qualities. You're very close. You know, I would say to myself, Mm -hmm. you love your mother. You're very close to her. Yes, Mm -hmm. she does have a a side of her personality that does like trigger you and ignite you and irritate you sometimes, but you just have to like accept that Mm -hmm. side of her and enjoy the other parts that bring you joy. Like I love my mom. She's super helpful, supportive and all those wonderful things. So focus more on that and detach my irritation, detach my Mm -hmm. reaction, Mm -hmm that certain side, because I, I, I know a lot of times I've spoken to with women is like the mother daughter dynamic is, it's so important. And it's unfortunate when like, you want like your mother to be like a, a bright nurturing light in your life, but that's unfortunately not always the case. So when either there's a side of your mom that you don't really enjoy, or you don't have a very strong connection mm-hmm. with your mom, it's kind of accepting That it is what it is. Yeah. Once you accept that, it it's easier to kind mm. of you know get Mm. with it, you know, and just kind of just release it. And and then that's part of that act of surrender, isn't it?
1: That acceptance, and you know, and I just find things like these sort of tools really powerful because you're not losing the relationship. I mean, some people would get worried that it would lose the relationship, Mm -hmm. but in fact, what it does is it dis? you know, it detaches you from that kind of energetic entanglement, that mm-hmm. karmic kind of debt that's going on between you. Mm-hmm. And the relationship then you will see if you keep practicing that will allow, you know, more balance, it will move forward in a more balanced way that will not deplete you mm-hmm. in the same way. And it will allow you to to like you say see their positives and not focus so much on the negatives Mm -hmm. and accept and surrender to that Mm -hmm. in a healthy balanced way another thing you can do is forgiveness work I'm sure you you know you've touched Mm -hmm. on that before but just you know bringing in that feeling of forgiveness using mantras around that a lot of people shy away from that because they feel that you know, it's, it's serving the other and you're forgiving someone that really, you really don't want to forgive. But I always mm-hmm. say, but it's so healing for you. Yes. You're reliving mm-hmm. whatever they did to you that hurt. You're reliving that. They may have forgotten about that years ago, but you're still reliving oh, yeah. you're in that remembrance and you're still being impacted by that and being depleted by that. You know, you can just, I've worked with a client around this, but you can um, recently, you can just sit in your room. They don't even need
0: to know that you're doing any of this in a way. you don't need to like in person forgive them all the time just forgive them with your own self yeah exactly forgiveness sometimes has like a weakness like oh how can you forget forgive that person they were so terrible to you but forgiveness doesn't mean you're letting them back into your life forgiveness you're letting go of what they did and you're just moving on with your life
1: yeah exactly you don't even have to see them anymore Mm -hmm. if you don't want to see them that's fine you didn't even have to phone call anything that's what's so powerful about these practices that they're not even going to know they may if you do have some sort of relationship see a shift within you and how you are with them mm-hmm. but primarily it's about your own healing mm-hmm. and you know just acceptance and whatever. Mm-hmm. but yeah definitely you know look at these powerful practices for yourself if you feel like you've got something still going on with someone mm-hmm. um, and you can't let go of it or you feel like you're get really depleted because of their expectations and burdens you know do your core cutting as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And so I can we can like talk for like three more hours. I I literally like I'm just like sitting there, like ah, oh, this is so great. And it's so like energy, like when you talk to a person, just kind of on the same wavelength, it's so energized. Like that raised, we just raised our vibrations by talking it to is. each other. It's like a sort of thing where like when you have a conversation with someone who's depleting, you're like, uh, but when you have a conversation with someone that just is bringing so much light you just feel like so much better afterwards and I really enjoyed our conversation and I know that the growth mindset gang is totally going to love the conversation and find it so useful and helpful so where can um the growth mindset gang find you follow you all those wonderful things oh, thank you my
1: love so um Instagram is the best place as, as we know because everything's there centralized so it's lunar light worker mm-hmm. and I always have to say it's Luna with an r because I've recently discovered that there is a lunar light worker without an r nope. sex site so if it's not me nope. Nope, nope nope, no 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 that's fine but it's not me so nope. lunar with an r lunar light worker and then everything's in there um
0: yeah and i'll put that i'll put that in the show notes so they'll have oh. the spelling correct and i will get you in on that so so we thank you again so much for coming on i enjoyed our conversation so much it's been really lovely really appreciate it thank you ali for us. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Zoe and I. I mean, after we hung up on the Zoom call, I just felt so, you know, re energized and rejuvenated and just a nice sense of clarity that I feel like I'm on the right path. And hopefully you guys feel that way too. I put, um, Zoe's Instagram in the show notes. You can just hop on her Instagram and she has a link tree in her bio for her, her services, her website for Lightwork if you're into um, her services and looking into what she can do for you. She is just a wonderful light in this world and I'm so glad she's doing the service that she's doing. And if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to share it with a friend. Make sure to tag us in your stories if you enjoyed the episode. Tag me, tag Zoe. Make sure you give Zoe a wonderful follow. She puts beautiful content out there. And in the future, I'll be hopping on one of her recordings and doing another little collab. So look out for that as well. So please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to follow me on Spotify. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Part of the Ballas Audio Podcast Network.